Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Rerun Shuffle, the podcast where we hit shuffle on Comfort TV. Uh, this is our seventh episode now, so if you're just starting on this one, uh, visit viewpointsonline.org or search for the Viewpoints Network on Anchor FM or Spotify and check out all of our other episodes. My name is Tim. Wait for it, Nacy. We're, we're getting into the How I Met Your Mother references now. <laughs> Despite that, the, 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 maybe we should have saved that for a How I Met Your Mother episode. Oh, man. It's yeah, too it's too, it's too, late, too late now. now. It's going to have to be like Tim Playbook Happer Nacy or something. Next <laughs> we're going to have to figure something out. Um, I am the multimedia editor around these parts, and I am also the host of way too many podcasts, because that's what being multimedia editor is about. Isn't it great? Um, I'm a sitcom obsessive, and I'm a fan of cartoons. Hello, I am Leo Cabral, they, them pronouns. I am the editor-in-chief at Viewpoints. I'm a queer, transmasculine, non-binary multimedia journalist, and I don't know how to properly give myself a break from work, so when I finally take a day off for myself, I just end up laying in bed all day for days, the whole weekend, just binging anime and cartoons and playing video games forever. So it happens. That's gonna that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be this weekend because um, the Left for Dead spiritual successor uh, Back for Blood came out. Oh right. And we, I, we I, it actually came out a day earlier than I thought. I thought it came out today. It actually came out uh, yesterday, which uh, for anybody out there was uh, Tuesday of this Tuesday. week. Oh right, right. Um, it came out Tuesday, which I an idiot. All games come out on Tuesday, but. Um, Really? Yeah, for some reason I don't. No I, way. Yeah, like movies. Movies always come out on Friday, and games. Not every single game, but any like big release game, you can bet it comes out on Tuesday. I'm gonna have to check that out now. What certain, the heck? Certain, certain Japanese games I think will come out on Fridays, but like if we're talking like Western media for video games, they usually come out on Tuesdays. What? Uh, yeah, I've pre-ordered a lot of games in my time. <laughs> I know. I know this. this Leo, you're gonna have to trust me. The expert here. <laughs> but yeah, I know. How, I know how you feel about uh, not being able to properly give yourself a break from work. Um, I actually. <laughs> on a micro level um, it occurred to me uh, I just got done uh, recording the 6x6 theater podcast with uh, Will L.G. Stevens our arts and entertainment editor plug um, plug <laughs> um, and it occurred to me uh, I had a handful of Doritos and a big swig of energy drink I did not have any water <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Real, so get ready for my dehydrated rantings, everybody. Real gamer, moviegoer <laughs> experience right there. So, Tim, what have you been watching? You know something? I'm kind of surprised that a lot of people aren't aware of this. And actually, I haven't been marketing it very well. There's already new Demon Slayer, everybody. Oh, my, oh my God. Yeah, we were just talking about that recently. And I had caught up last week. And all of a sudden, there's an episode drop, and now I'm not caught up anymore. Yeah, so season two doesn't properly start until December, but um, UFO Table, I think that's how you say their name, um, yeah. The yeah, is is releasing a seven-episode, it's kind of, sort of, a miniseries. It, I, I hesitate to call it an actual miniseries mm. because it is going to continue into Demon Slayer season two. And it also is using some of the episode count from... Demon Slayer episode two. There's going to be seven episodes, and because of that, there's only going to be uh, 18 actual season two episodes in the uh, Entertainment District arc. Oh man! Which, uh, yeah, a little little bit of a bummer. Uh, but this mini series is an adaptation of the Mugen Train movie that came out uh, in the thick of the pandemic. A uh, fantastic motion picture, everybody. I think. I think. I, honestly, I think it stands pretty well on its own. They they give you they give you all the context that you need. Oh, but, uh, if you haven't seen any Demon Slayer, Mugen Train is pretty fantastic. It's it's a good place to kind of whet your appetite. I do need to get into the Mugen Train movie. Yeah, that's the, that's the strange thing about this though. I'm really not sure who they're doing this for because um, 
the movie, I, 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 first of all, I could understand if the problem was that people didn't want to go to theaters to see it, but uh, it's it's out on home media now, I think, and it's mm-hmm. able to rent pretty much anywhere you can rent movies. And what's bizarre, too, is that episode one, which um, actually, it's an original episode. Um, it, yeah, this, this is new stuff that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't take place in the uh, in the in the actual movie. Uh, it's a prologue to the movie story, and it focuses entirely on the legend himself. And if you see Mugen Train, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Rengoku, the frame, the flame pillar. Man, okay, yeah, I need <laughs> to go and watch the it. The best. Like you, you only really get to know him for like a second toward the end of Demon Slayer season one. But like he is out in full force in Mugen Train. The, that movie, like that movie, grabs you by the back of your head and forces you to fall in love with him. Like it, it, it like it, like it, like just says Rengoku is awesome. I know we don't get a lot of uh, screen time with him towards the end of this, the first season. Oh yeah, so. he is like he is like co lead in the in Mugen Train. Ooh, okay. And, yeah, he he is he's all over and he is the best. And I was so happy to be able to see more of him, especially yes. given certain events. But uh, we won't talk about that. Um, oh my god. Okay, so I'm gonna have to watch <laughs> that with my siblings over in Arizona when I go see them. Uh, but what's bizarre? though about this is that episode one uh there's like these like weird like setups and like jokes that are only going to make sense to you if you've seen the Mugen Train movie which confuses me because who's this for then why why are we all gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it because I'm running out of shows all my shows ended Turner and Hooch is over only murders in the building only has one more episode this season um Ted Lasso's over now oh uh, man what if is over Marvel's not doing another show till November so like I'm super happy to have some weekly entertainment to, to, to get back into but I'm just kind of confused why are, why are they doing this and if they expect you to have seen Mugen Train who is it for it's very odd yeah why do the movie and then the same the episodes that are basically the same thing it's so strange yeah I was a little hesitant at first but um, after seeing how awesome that first episode was and how it kind of gooses up the story of the movie. Um, I'm really excited to, to see how they continue to expand the rest of that story. Uh, disclaimer, I have not read the manga, so. Oh, neither have I. Yeah, I, I haven't read I manga in a while. I don't have the time or the money to keep buying uh, manga volumes. You don't have to buy them. They are, you know, I'll send you some sites. <laughs> <laughs> totally legal. Totally legal, everybody. Legal, legal sites. <laughs> don't need to come don't after worry. Japan. We're good. <laughs> And just one quick side note. I haven't actually seen it yet, but uh, USA and Sci-Fi are doing a Child's Play series <gasps> in the continuity of the first five movies, not the reboot from 2019. Uh, Chucky is, and many and many disagree with me on this, Chucky is my absolute favorite slasher. Really? Um, I, everybody says that. Everybody I loves- love that. Oh my god! I love Chucky. We actually on uh, the Super Awesome Variety Show, one of my other podcasts. Um, I actually had an argument with my friend Brandon about Chucky because he does not get Chucky at all, and he was like kind of like singing the praises of the 2019 reboot where Chucky's an AI, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's dumb. And he's like, well, no, you know what's dumb is a voodoo is a is a is a, is a serial killer using voodoo to put his soul into it into a, into a doll. And I'm like, no, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And yeah, we, we got we got into it for uh, 15 solid minutes on that one. Yikes. Um, I've been getting into a lot of arguments, actually. If you uh, listened earlier this week, yeah, I um, got into got in, got in, got into it a little bit with my six by six co-host, Will, on um, Joker. Oh, right. I got to hear. <laughs> I got to hear about all that fun stuff. But yeah, Chucky's my favorite. I acknowledge that it's kind of a silly concept, but I argue 
that is the point. He's supposed to be a funny slasher. Yeah. And I just, I maybe his maybe his one liners are kind of cheesy, but you know, everybody loves Freddy Krueger so much. And he killed somebody with a power glove. So like, so like, what are you? Power glove. What, what are you? What are you? Um, what are you clinging to in terms of like, in terms of, in terms of like the the, the dignity of horror slashers? Personally, uh, I'm more inclined to. I'm more inclined to Edward Scissorhands as opposed to a Freddy Krueger hand. Right. I situation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I love Chucky. I am super jacked for the show. It actually premiered last night, and I missed it uh, because apparently. It's uh, 1995, and we don't stream TV shows anymore. Like, when did that stop happening? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a strange thing, actually, because when I said that USA and Sci-Fi are doing a Child's Play series, mm-hmm. um, I didn't mean that they were, like, co-producing a Child's Play series. I mean they're co-broadcasting a Child's Play series. So oh. it was on at the same time last night on USA and on Sci-Fi, and they didn't put it on Peacock. So, wh- yeah, why wouldn't they stream that? I'm like, yeah, draw, but so whatever. I actually, um, I actually, um, I actually, I actually got myself a discounted trial for um, <laughs> Sling TV, so I can, so I could, so, and, and I DVR'd that for tonight. So I, nice. It's on. It, it, it's rerunning at 8 p.m. I am ridiculously excited, and I hope I love it because I need another show, mm-hmm. and I would be so happy to spend my Tuesday nights. Um, getting to know, getting to know Chucky again. Yeah, I I also love Chucky. I don't see what what the hate is for. But yeah, um, I did a similar thing with the 2019 Twilight Zone. I found a code for a one month free trial as opposed to the one week free trial you get, and I just started the 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 first season partway through, and then I was able to watch the whole thing as it all came out for that home free month that I had. I, I so. just figured that I would uh, I'd dr- I'd drop a little bit of the money for that because because it, because it actually, it, I think it's like 35 a month for uh, for Sling, Eesh. which honestly, that's better than a cable subscription mm-hmm. and um, also better than like YouTube TV, which is like 65. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, it, basically what you get from Sling is it's it's like a, it's like a, it's like a live stream. There's some Pluto TV channels in there sp- sprinkled around, but mostly you just have like basic cable. Hmm. You got your USA, you got your TV. Basically, basically what you get when you go into a hotel room. Ah. You, you get that. Which honestly, that's 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 all I need. A, a, a lot of my shows are on like a lot of the shows that I want to watch, but that I can't are on Cartoon Network or on TBS or on or on FX or something like that. So yeah. So I all I need is the basic cable. I don't need I don't need HBO. I've already got HBO Max. So Same. like I've 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 got access to all this stuff. I am good. Um, I just dropped the money because yeah, this show is a weekly release. Cool. This Chucky show. So I so I just figured, eh, I'll 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 spring for the. It was it was it was discounted from thirty five to ten. So mm. I dropped the ten dollars and I just figured, eh, well, if, if I decide to cancel Sling, I'll at least get four episodes of Child's Play that I can watch. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. It's Chucky. Excuse me. The show is not called Child's Play. It's called Chucky. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So it's a Child's Play show. It, yeah, and it's. And it's called Chucky. It's called Chucky. Yes. Okay. I forgot to mention that because uh, I am like super scattered right now. <laughs> it's okay. I woke I'm like, up I'm with like anxiety. I'm jacked on jacked on caffeine. Me but too. I, but I I, ha- I didn't have a real breakfast actually. I had like I had a protein shake and a granola bar on the way up here. Yikes, Tim! <laughs> eat loopy. more. I'm gonna start I'm, feeding you. I'm loopy. <laughs> <laughs> We're all loopy down here. <laughs> and it's also well, it's not as hot in here as it usually is, but mm-hmm. it's it's still pretty warm. Yeah, you do have your jacket on. True. I, <laughs> Oh, dear God, you're right. <laughs> oh, I'm not taking it off now. I've committed. <laughs> you're committed to it. Okay, me. I have hogged the floor long enough. Leo, what have you been watching? Well, as well as Demon Slayer, I binged The Way of the House Husband, and that was originally a manga that started in 2018 by Kosuke Oono. I hope that, I'm saying that, that right. That sounds about right. Um, <laughs> if we're wrong, apologies to our Japanese fans out there. So of sorry. Of which we know there are many. <laughs> 
so many. <laughs> Love you all, my adoring fans. But this, the manga got adapted into an anime series on Netflix this year. And it's like a slice of life action comedy. Um, it follows the next Yakuza boss, Tatsu. He was also called the Immortal Dragon. And he retires from crime to become a house husband. And he does really, really cute housely duties. He wears a cute apron. And he he does all of this, but in a really intense manner. He goes out to the grocery store and he's like, oh, yeah, this will be great for this, for my for my darling wife. And everybody sees everybody who sees him, they're like terrified of him. It's it's so funny. And he's he doesn't see that people are terrified of him and he doesn't know that he has like an intimidating aura. He's just there. That sounds like, you know, what that kind of reminds me of. Have you ever seen uh, The Devil is a Part Timer? No, but that's one I've been wanting to watch. So for anybody unfamiliar, The Devil is a Part Timer is it, it's it's a, it's an anime that's based on a series of light novels. Um, Basically, the, the, like in, there's. There's alternate dimension where like angels and demons are real, hmm. and they're at war with each other. Of course. And um, at one point, the like the agents of heaven, uh, they cast Satan out from from their dimension, and he ends up in our world, in uh, living in Tokyo. And um, he loses all of his magic powers. He has no he has no more demon powers, Aww. or at least very little. He has to like figure out how to tap into it. Like that's that's kind of like a big a big thing. Okay. So the majority of his time is spent um, him and his him and his um, him and his like right hand man. I forgot I, I forget his name. I'm not I'm not good with names today. <laughs> you know, if you listen if you listen to six by six, you heard me forget like three or four names. Um, Ooh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was referring to all like the James Bond characters that weren't James Bond by their actors' names. <laughs> hey, that. You got the na- actors' names right, so that's yeah, I, fine. I, I got that much, yeah. But yeah, him and his right hand man are just kind of living in this like little little apartment in the middle of Tokyo, and uh, they just have to live that poverty life. <laughs> you know, they 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 don't they don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of money. Uh, Satan has to go get a job at the thinly veiled uh, McDonald's thing. It's called McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. And he just decides that I am going to be the best damn. McDonald's employee who ever lived. I am going to push the living crap out of those double cheeseburgers this week. Okay, you and, go, SpongeBob. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like it's like if SpongeBob was actually Satan. I love that. And um <laughs> and yeah, and it, it gets it gets into kind of it gets it gets into a little bit like it, it's not my favorite because it does get into a little bit of um first of all weirdo weirdo um underage fan service stuff, <sighs> which it's not a huge part of it, but yeah, it they 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 do that. It's the same reason. That I couldn't, I couldn't get through. Uh, I, I started watching Food Wars recently. Oh, that show is kind of gross <laughs> in terms uh, of fan service. Like, like I, I, I was watching it and like nobody, nobody was in the room with me. But like my face started getting like started getting like really, like like really, like 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 embarrassed hot because I was like because I was just like man I hope <laughs> somebody doesn't walk in. <laughs> Because it, it's crazy, like, the, like, the, like, 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 food is taken real super serious in that show, Food Wars, uh-huh. and like the whole like bit is that like the goal is to like blow somebody's mind so thoroughly with food that it like drives them to orgasm, and like, oh. all, and like all oh. of their clothes blow off their body, and it is <laughs> so weird. And I'm watching it like, I, I, I love this idea, but what is the matter with you? <laughs> Why did you do this? But yeah, so and and it also gets into some pretty, and um, way of the house, no, way of the house husband. Oh my god, the devil is a part time. Too many anime. <laughs> Demon Slayer too. It's our Demon Slayer in there also. All anime is the same anime. <laughs> uh, but the devil is a part timer. Also, kind of gets into a little bit of like your cliche shonen action stuff, which I'm not too mad at. But I do. But I'm. But I'm. But I'm just like. But I'm just like. Okay. Well, he's over here fighting another demon. What, what, what about the double cheeseburgers though? Like who's, oh my God. who's pushing the double cheeseburgers? That's what I want to see. 
But yeah, I might check out Way of the House Husband because it sounds like it has that kind of vibe, but that it sticks to it. And I I like that idea a lot. It's a little chaotic. It's so funny. I literally laugh at every episode. So I think you'd like it, honestly. Sounds good. Sounds good. But yeah. Also, Tatsu's wife is amazing, too. She's adorable. And I would love to be her house husband. <laughs> <laughs> Just needed to add that in. All right. So, Leo. Uh, what did we watch this week as our main topic? Well, since it's spooky season, we watched Goosebumps Season 1, Episode 1 and 2, because it's a two-parter, The Haunted Mask, which is, you know, based on the book, the Goosebumps book. A little bit of background on Goosebumps. The Haunted Mask episodes aired on October 27th, 1995 on Fox. I was a whole year old. Wow. Amazing. Um, it's based on Arl Stein's book of the same name, like we said. The children's horror anthology series Goosebumps, uh, which was also of Stein's creation, it comprised of 62 books that were published from July 92 to December 97. And the books were all published by Scholastic Publishing. And apparently there's a lot of uh, Goosebumps spinoffs. I didn't know this. I just thought there was Goosebumps as a as a whole. The Goosebumps series kind of gets confusing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or the, it actually, it's not really a Goosebumps series. It's more, I mean, there are there are like sequels, but mm-hmm. it's, it's more like a label, honestly, because, yeah. because the vibes are so different from different ones. Uh, it gets a little confusing because there's times where, because yeah, like there's, 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 there's actual like more serialized like spinoffs. I think like Welcome to Horror Land. That's mm-hmm. a whole, like my brother was reading that when he was in elementary school. Like I was reading the Aww. originals, but my brother was reading reading Welcome to Horrorland uh, when he was in there. And um, and, and, yeah, and and then, so yeah, there, there were those. But then there was also, like, reissues of, of, of certain Goosebumps books. Mm. Or, like, um, there was there was one that I got from a book fair one time. Um, it was, um, what was it called? It was, it, was, it, was the, it was the one about, it was the one about the giant worms. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I love the one about giant worms. I never read it, but I just love the premise. Um, I, was, I was about to say how to eat fried worms. That's something else. Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, by the way, that's nothing creepy. If you never heard of it, that's a children's book. Um, yeah, no, but, you're um, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, because I was like, I just, I just don't want people to think I'm talking about some weird like human centipede offshoot or something. Oh man, no, let's like... not talk about the human centipede. <laughs> but um, but yeah, what, what what I what I what I got from the from the book fair, it was a reissue of the giant worm book, whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a TV version, and it was abridged with like six pages of like they, they, they there were like six pages in the middle that were like um that were like 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 glossy pages like a magazine and it was like and it was like still images from the show but it wasn't the entire goosebumps book it was like this sort of rewrite slash abridging of it and i'm like why 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 is this a thing i always hated those i always hated those like oh movie to book whatever's you know i just i don't know i never got them it's weird i mean it's 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 it's, it's weird too because it's like this weird like it's like this weird like give and take snaking its own tail thing right like like when like when they released um there was a ratchet and clank game yeah i'm bringing ratchet and clank in oh all yeah nowhere. Um, there, was a, there was a ratchet and clank game that came out in 2016 that's just called ratchet and clank it's sort of like a reboot of the franchise it's this kind of uh it's, it's kind of confusing exactly what this ratchet and clank game is because it's kind of like a remake like a remake slash reimagining of the original Ratchet and Clank game. Like it reuses it reuses level designs and stuff, but it all has like a smoother combat system. Mm. Um, it's also an adaptation of the movie that came out that same year. 
And when they were doing that, when they were doing the, when they were doing the, the trailers for that game, like the tagline was the game based on the movie based on the game. Oh, I hate that. And um, and and yeah, like like that's that's kind of what like what these like goosebumps like abridges were. It was yeah. kind of like this. It was kind of like it, 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 it's just this weird, like I said, snake eating its own tail. Like mm. why why are you gonna adapt the TV episode when the TV episode is already adapted from the book? Just reissue the freaking book. Yeah. Movie movie studios do that all the time by just releasing a new version of the book with like the movie poster on the cover like oh yeah there's nothing wrong with that no just do the same thing just add to it so yeah there's many spin-offs in the goosebumps universe and what we see in the television series i believe is based on just the original book series right yes it is okay cool side note Arlstein's 78th birthday was last week, October 8th. Woohoo. Hey, Happy Arlstein, birthday, Arlstein. Right? Shares a birthday with my mother. And just a quick shout out with Arlstein. Not, not, that, not, that not that anybody, not that it or anyone needs me to shout out this, uh, this, this movie trilogy, uh, Fear Street. Oh, God, yes. Fear Street. That honestly might be like the best piece of Arlstein media I have ever seen in my life. Same the here. The Fear Street trilogy is so If you haven't seen it, give it a chance on Netflix. You will not regret it. It is so good. I just love that lesbians win every time in I, this I, one. I, I was not, I, I, just for the record, I was not mad about it, um, but I did not expect the core of this whole trilogy to be a lesbian love story. Right? Oh, my God. I, when I was going into it, I was like, oh, great, another cheesy thing. But it was amazing. That, that like, All three of those movies are fantastic. So mm-hmm. I would definitely, if you, have, if, you have, if you haven't seen the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix... Check it out. It's great. It's R-rated. It's R-rated R.L. Stein, so it's got that campiness, mm-hmm. but it's also brutal. It gets gross sometimes, actually. Yeah, and you get it all. You get, like, 90s slasher stuff. You get... Is it 70s slasher stuff? 70, 78, yeah. Yeah, 70s slasher stuff, campground slasher stuff, underground slasher stuff, mall slasher stuff. You get a lot of cool fun. Ooh, and, a, and, a, and a witch-executing story. Ooh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that one's less fun, but yeah. You Le- get... Well, less, less fun, but so well executed. Absolutely. Oh, my God. The third movie in that whole thing just drove me to tears. Anyways, <laughs> if this isn't a good enough endorsement for you, I don't know what will be. Watch Fear Street. That, 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 let's, let's get into our episode, Leah. <laughs> All right. So sorry. So episode recap. The episode opens with a panning shot of several unloved masks that are featured in the episode later. And Arlstein is introducing the story. The premise is the horror begins when Carly Beth puts on puts on the evil haunted mask and ends when she discovers there is nothing more powerful than the love of her family and friends. Side note, <laughs> Arlstein is so bland in his delivery. Oh, greatest horror host ever. <laughs> oh, big time, big time. He's... There is no effort. He's like, hi, everyone. I'm like, that's your spooky voice? <laughs> yeah. His yeah, his 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 his, um, his portray the, the way he portrayed himself blew my mind as a kid because I don't know as a seven year old what I was expecting from R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. I don't know maybe the Crypt Keeper, <laughs> but um, yeah, it definitely wasn't a third grade teacher. Like that's the vibe I get from that's the vibe I get. He actually actually R.L. Stein kind of reminds reminds me of my legitimate <laughs> my legitimate third grade teacher. No way. <laughs> He reminds, yeah, no, he definitely gives teacher vibes, like elementary school teacher vibes. How did this man write children's horror and then go on TV and just give such a dead performance, you know? 
I don't know. I don't. Or at least, or at least cast somebody else as R.L. Stein. I mean, the movies <laughs> did surprisingly well. Or the movie, well, the, the first movie. I don't think he's in the second one. The one with Jack Black. Yeah, Jack. Mm. Jack Black. Everybody, everybody. Jack Black plays R.L. Stein <laughs> in the in the in the in the first Goosebumps movie. And you know what? He kills it. Maybe it's because he gives him personality. It's yeah, and, and it's a different it's a different personality than you'd think. But he's like a super. He's Jack Black. He's a super energetic guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I would I would I would definitely highly recommend that first. I I haven't seen the second one. That first. Goosebumps movie, way better than you'd think. So, Carly Beth Caldwell, our main character, and her friend Sabrina happen upon a new store in town simply called Novelty Shop. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's at least money laundering going on in the back of that store. Like, <laughs> it just, like, why would you just call it Novelty Shop? Like, what? <laughs> Uh, not the novelty shop. It's just novelty shop. Anyways, they walk away and a pale man with a scary face glares at them through the window. Scariest thing in this episode. Honestly. Carly, Beth, and Sabrina end up going to a pumpkin patch to go get a last minute pumpkin when a couple of kids, Chuck and Steve. Oh, these pop- guys. Yeah, these guys. They pop up with jack-o'-lantern heads and scare Carly, Beth. And they get a real kick out of it. Even her friend Sabrina is kind of... You're so scared about that's such a mean thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even like 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 how is that supposed to help anybody? Right? You're like, just so scarable. Sorry. Beth. <laughs> it was funny though. <laughs> she doesn't say it was funny, but you can tell she thought it was funny. A little bit. Yeah, so she runs a Carly Beth runs away and Sabrina chases after her, tries to console her, but gives her that whole thing where it's like you're just so scarable. And but she also tells her, you know I would never do anything to hurt you, Carly Beth. And I'm like, wait a second, am I picking up on lesbian subtext here but that could just be me reading into everything and trying to make it gay yeah i didn't i didn't i didn't pick up on that but i do kind of see where you're coming from Mm -hmm. on that they hold hands later i'm just saying i mean friends can hold hands i'm all for platonic hand holding and such and platonic intimacy but let them be girlfriends please (laughs) (laughs) i I demand the sequel (laughs) i need girlfriend action Anyways, Carly Beth lists all the vi- the vicious pranks that Steve and Chuck have played on her in the past and points out that they don't do these things to anybody else but her. You know, we don't know why until later. Uh, Sabrina says, again, you know, we go back to this, but she says, you're just so scarable. And everyone knows that she's afraid of everything, to which Carly Beth reluctantly agrees because, you know, she realizes, yeah, I'm a bit of a scaredy cat, but... You know, I, I just want to—I I, I don't want to push back against like the way Carly Beth gets treated in this mm-hmm. because um, it doesn't look like she's like fearful. Fearful. She's just—it's easy to startle her. Yeah, that's me all over. I, I don't. I don't. I don't get scared by a lot, but I also don't pay attention, so it's very easy to startle me. So I'm just traumatized, and I'm a very jumpy person. <laughs> so it's easy to make me just like jump out of my seat. Like literally, somebody will walk up next to me and be like, "Oh my god, you scared me!" You know, if somebody walks up quietly. I'm like, ah! "Yeah, you 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 can't you can't help that physical reaction." Like yeah. th- th- those of us that get it, we can't help it. It's not it's not it's not fear or anything. Like I don't like 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 when when a when a wolfman comes at me at not scary farm <laughs> and i didn't expect it i'm going to jump yeah because that's just a physical reaction when an icy hand ends up on someone's shoulder and uh, no one gets out alive I'm gonna jump because it was sudden. It was a and there was a loud. I was I was watching it with the headphones. It was a loud noise. Uh, yeah, and it, it's a physical reaction. So everybody really needs to just calm down on Carly Beth. Honestly, like she's not like Courage the Cowardly Dog, who literally trembles in fear everywhere he goes. That would have been pretty great, actually, as if uh, we got a Courage scream <laughs> no. out of Carly. 
like that, like like in uh, like in Doctor Jalos. That um, would be so bizarre. When, when, when she she screams and then sprouts like two dozen more <laughs> eyes and they all just fall off. <laughs> that would be so horrifying. I would actually. You know what? We need to put in some uh, editor's notes to to R.L. Stein and be like, can you consider redoing this episode, but with these notes? (laughs) Just get real into it. (laughs) Add like 50 more sets of eyes. It'll be great. Kids will eat it up. Um, Carly Beth gets home after all of this, and she runs to her mom, who notices Carly Carly was upset, but she doesn't really pry much into it. And this is so weird. Do mom... My experience with my mom is different. Like, if she knows that something's wrong with me, she's going to pry to see what's going on with me. Goosebumps kids don't generally have the best parents. Mm, I mean... <laughs> or or they, at, at best, they're parents who are, like, distracted. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, single parents that work in Goosebumps. I'm fairly certain, actually, thinking back, this, this, and this thought just occurred to me right now. I don't really have any evidence to back it up. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I feel like there must be something in R.L. Stein's past. Mm. A little bit, a little bit of parental distance, kind of like how I feel like Stephen King must have either had either had a younger sibling die, or had the younger sibling of someone close to him die, because so many of his stories involve child death. That makes so much. That would make sense. Oh my goodness. Oh, Peter Pan was based off you know the author's brother dying at a young age. So yeah, so I, I, I mean. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like maybe R.L. Stein didn't have the best experience with his parents. I mean, and, who and has? There's so there's so many, but but I mean like especially like the, the parents are just like none of the parents are really abusive in Goosebumps, but a lot of them just aren't around. There's a lot of disbelief and a lot of gaslighting going on. Yeah. And um and I'm 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 assuming that uh little R.L. Stein didn't get listened to as a kid. Poor little baby R.L. Stein. But I get it. I mean, that that's probably why I really liked these books or the ones that I did manage to read. My parents separated a lot when I was younger, separated at an early age. And, you know, my mom was a single parent. My dad was like out of the picture for a while. And, you know, my mom was like working all the time and she didn't get home until late. And it was like a whole hassle. Like I had to also parent my siblings. So, yeah, these kind of books, they really stood out to me as a child. Yeah, so. it's it's kind of a, I mean, I mean it, it, it makes a lot of sense that the parents wouldn't be around a lot in the ghost in the goosebumps books because a big part of goosebumps is generally like, like 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 we don't see a lot of like stranger things stories about like groups of kids getting into stuff i think there's a, there, i think there's a few here and there but 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 the majority is these kids get into scrapes on their own and they meet some kind of a monster and nobody believes that the monster is there mm-hmm. and that isolation i think is a very very big part of the goosebumps story metaphors yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, That's enough opining. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And so she gets home. Mother doesn't pry. She's just really nonchalant about her upset-looking daughter. Then her mother shows her shows Carly Beth the this really creepy sculpture <laughs> that she made of Carly Beth. You know, just like a bust a sculpture, like her face and head. It's just kind of creepy. And Carly Beth even swears that it smiled at her. I, I don't understand the whole. A couple, a couple of notes on this. Number one, that is not Carly Beth. That is He Man. Oh my second, god! <laughs> second, um, Google it. If you if you haven't seen the Haunted Mask, everybody, Google the Carly Beth bust. It's He Man. She made a He Man bust, and she lied. 
That's so funny. She was like, I really wanted to make a spitting image of He-Man, but it ended up kind of looking like my daughter. So I'm just going to say it's a gift to my daughter. <laughs> and also, I don't understand the angle of the mask smiling because we do see at the end of the scene that the mask actually does smile. Mm-hmm. But that's not the haunted mask, everybody. No, it's not. That one is not the haunted mask. There's no weird, like, personality transference until after she gets the haunted mask. Yeah, and it doesn't And it doesn't really... Like, and, and, and the fact that this mask can smile doesn't factor into anything later. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, ma- the mask does come into play. We'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's not, like, alive. Like it right. doesn't. There's no. There's not a mask fight at the end. To my great, I want. I want. I want. I wanted two masks to fight each other. <laughs> that would have been like the best thing ever. There's bad like, CGI they're just, they're masks just bumping, bumping into each other. It's just like it's like like SpongeBob um, championship boxing. No <laughs> the two, kiss. The, the two cardboard boxes. Just yeah. like, <laughs> we were doing. We were doing like like colliding hand motions. I forget. This is not a visual medium. Right. <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, now kiss. Make them like smush their faces together. <laughs> Um, I haven't. I don't. I don't think I've read this book. I've read. I've. I'm getting close to my 30s. My my memory isn't as well as it used to be. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard getting old. Everybody. It's so hard getting old. No, but I don't re- recall reading this one. But I did look into some of the the differences, and there's a few really striking differences from the the TV adaptation to the book. Um, we move on, and it turns out. Her mother also made her a cute duck costume because in passing, Carly Beth was like, oh, wouldn't it be cute to be a duck for Halloween? And I guess her mom just went with that idea. Carly Beth's brother, Noah, uses that duck costume to scare her because she's so... Yeah, I know, right? Siblings, man. I was actually... since I'm, I'm the oldest. I was the one that was terrorizing my younger siblings. It was great. I once made my sister believe that she was adopted. And oh, there boy. was another time that I made her believe that she was an AI. And then there was another time that wow. I made her believe that aliens were coming to abduct her. Wow. <laughs> Now, see, that child was easily scarable. (laughs) (laughs) So the next day at school during lunch, Steve and Chuck, again, come by and they place a worm in Carly Beth's sandwich when she's not looking. She eats it and every kid at the lunch lawn points and laughs that she runs away. And apparently they used a real worm for this scene. Oh, boy, that's what you like to see. Just a quick note about Steve and Chuck. If they are pulling crap like this as kids, like, they are 100% going to wind up either dead or in jail one day. <laughs> Big old juvie. <laughs> and, and, and also, actually, um, when they when they kind of, like, reveal some of their motivations behind uh, behind why they do this, I picked up, like, like there was there was, there was was no sweetness to that, to that, to that reveal. No. I was super creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get to that during the graveyard scene. Yes. Carly Beth makes it home, upset, and rips up her duck costume in frustration. Um, she decides to gather her entire $30, her whole life savings, to find something that'll scare Steve and Chuck. Um, because, you know, she's tired of it. She's going to get revenge. Um, so finally, we get to see the inside of Novelty Shop, where Carly Beth runs into the pale, creepy shopkeeper. And boy, howdy, is he creepy. I, I love this guy. I wish, I, I wish I'd uh, had the forethought to uh, look up the actor's name. Because he's a he, he seems it seems like he's a real good character actor like a B movie character actor. I love like arch can't be horror performances like this. Um, I get strong like silent movie vibes from him, mm. and I love it. Like but like like actually when when uh, Carly and Sabrina are looking are 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 walking past the store and he's like looking at them through the window. That was like that was like some Nosferatu stuff. Like it was so that was creepy. the same thing that went through my head. I was like, okay, Nosferatu, you go be creepy. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Yeah, he's he has good his he just his presence his presence is great. He's so good, yeah. The, the, the little amount of screen time he has, he's mm-hmm. excellent. So the shop is apparently closed uh, when she enters, but her whining buys her five minutes to peruse the wall of Halloween masks. The shopkeep then gets distracted by a phone call, and Carly Beth eventually slinks her way into the office where the where the six unloved masks are. Um, apparently, there's 12 in the book. I love those masks. They look so cool. I, oh, want, yeah. I, I want all of them. <laughs> just me and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, just, yeah, I, I just want to put those like, on a shelf somewhere. Just like, I, look at that. I got, the, I got the haunted mask masks. Look at this. I would like to have the whole set, the whole 12 set. At, at the very least, and we'll talk about we'll talk about what it looks like in a second. I want the actual the actual like haunted mask, mm-hmm. the, the that that weird like orc monster. Yes, I really like. Oh well. I'm just going to get into it right now. I really liked the big one with like the multiple chins, the big fat faced one. Yeah, Yeah, that one was cool. (laughs) I don't know why. It just looked really cool. So before she can touch the one cursed mask, the shopkeep eventually just comes in out of nowhere and yells, no, you can't buy that. (laughs) And the shopkeep closes the door, closes the door behind him and locks it and keeps saying that she shouldn't be there. And yet he close, he locks her in. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He talks about how the masks... He talks about how the masks aren't for sale because they're too frightening, but she insists, revealing that she needs a scary mask to get even with these dudes. He starts to get uncomfortably close to her and places a hand on her shoulder. Weird. Uh, Yeah, and he asks her name... And then he says, oh, you have a nice face. I'm like, dude. Like, like all that was missing was him, like, grazing her cheek with his thumb. <laughs> oh, God. That. Like, it was, it was, that, was, that was so weird. The vibes were so off. Or, like, that. caressing her cheek. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's weird. This, this, this has come up now. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like, like, what, like, was it more okay to, like, touch children that aren't your own back in the 90s? Because we got into this a little bit last week with Treehouse of Horror uh, 5, where our principal Skinner grabbed Jimbo. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Is this more acceptable back then, somehow? Okay, so in some of the old original Twilight Zone episodes, they have episodes where adults are just friends with kids. Really, like, much older people, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s are friends with, you know, children. And back in the day, at that time, that was seen as normal. So I'm guessing that maybe it was still kind of okay to make physical contact with children in the 90s I mean even even as uh, even as recently as the mid 80s I mean uh, Marty McFly and Doc Brown oh right that's a that's a that's a that's a weird dynamic <laughs> oh, <laughs> we don't, we don't yeah. like to talk about it because I mean obviously Doc Brown doesn't have any like bad designs mm-hmm. but um, I'm really surprised that like the McFly family as distracted as they are by their lives why they're not like our son, our 17-year-old son spends a lot of time, and has for years, with this uh, possibly insane inventor man. Yeah. And they don't even know. They don't even know this guy. So it's like, you're just okay with that? Okay, cool. So he's, he says she has a nice face, and then she changes the subject, of course, and talks about the masks. And these six masks, they're beautiful. Oh, my God. Whoever made these masks. So cool. Yeah, they're all, by the way, yeah, these are all, like, practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. They actually, like, like 3D designed these things. Mm-hmm. And they all look, it's like I said, I want them. I want all of them. I'm sure they, I'm sure that, like, like replicas exist somewhere. They have to. Like, there's, there's like, all kinds of masks. I, I want that. I want um, the Mask of Loki from The Mask. Mm-hmm. I want one of those. Um, That's a good one, too. I want, the, I, want the, I want the green rubber face one that Jim Carrey actually wears. Yes. <laughs> 
but yeah, I, 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 I do. I do always love mask design. Mm-hmm. A good mask is a good mask. Um, so she offers him all her, her entire $30 and asks for it one more time before he starts opening the door. And then she's just like, you know what? She just grabs it, snatches it, and throws the money at him, and just runs out. Um, when she's as she's running out, she runs out of the out of the shop, and she stops, and she's like, "Wait, what am I doing?" <laughs> um, she wants to turn back, but the shopkeep is like, "The shopkeep, your problem just, now." Yeah, he just closes the door behind her, and he just cl- just he switches the open sign to closed, which is like, wasn't it closed already? So after the after after she leaves the store, she goes home and says bye bye to Carly Beth. Um, she goes and she scares her brother, foreshadowing uh, being unable to remove the mask later. Yeah, she has a uh, yeah, she has a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like it actually it actually like seems to be stuck to her, and I maybe she I, I, I guess she just chalks it up to like being panicked or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but she for a second she's unable to she's she's not able to get it off. Yeah, um, apparently in the book her voice is supposed to be monstrous and unrecognizably deep as opposed to her just modifying her voice into like a little witchy goblin voice. I love it. It's so funny. Yeah. It's, I'm just like, that's not very... How do you do that with your voice? I'm like, oh, I don't know. But like she can go back to using her normal voice, whereas in the book, you couldn't, she couldn't at all. Also in the book, the shopkeep only warns her about the mask. He doesn't refuse to sell it to her like the episode depicts. Yeah, I don't know why they put that angle in there. I don't know because, because I mean, like, this guy clearly is supposed to be some kind of, like, analog for, like, the devil. Yes! Like, because, because, I mean, all you have to do is look at his clothes. He's wearing a black suit with a red tie. That always means the devil. I've I've seen enough I've seen enough movies I've seen enough campy horror to know I mean even Rick and Morty gets into this in one episode yes I was Alfred, about Alfred, to say. Alfred Molina plays the devil in an episode of Rick and Morty everybody I don't know what if you never seen if you never seen Rick and Morty if that doesn't like like pique your interest a little bit you're dead <laughs> oh my god I didn't know it was Alfred Molina that is one hunky boy right there hunky man sorry <laughs> yes okay I need to go back and watch Rick and Morty and get into that but yeah he's definitely the devil you know I mean every medium I can think of that tries to incorporate the devil it's it's that it's that image before going out to terrify kids on Halloween uh, Carly Beth puts on a large black cloak and grabs a broomstick to stick her mom's Carly Beth face sculpture on it so it looks like she's running around with her head on a stake. I think she, she even gets a little piece of like kind of silky fabric mm-hmm. to put underneath it to make it look like it's bleeding. <laughs> I love that touch. Which is That's awesome. So cool. <laughs> you go, kid. Um, she scares some random kids thinking that they're Steve and Chuck but they're just random kids. Her friend Sabrina eventually comes out of her house in a cat costume? Mouse costume? I don't know. She says it's a cat but it looks like a mouse costume. Uh, she doesn't recognize Carly Beth, and Carly Beth says the head is who she used to be, which is very ominous. Oh, big time. <laughs> um, Carly Beth is set on scaring Steve and Chuck, so they go on their way. And as they're out and about, Sabrina asks to touch the mask and says it feels like real skin. Um, she's creeped out by it and thinks that Carly Beth should take off the mask, but Carly Beth starts going ape on her and goes and starts shaking her, telling her to shut up. A little spooky, but... Okay, she says that she's like going, she's staying in character. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually where the episodes go, like where part one ends and part two begins. You know, it's actually a pretty smooth transition because I didn't really, I thought it was, I thought that was a commercial break. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I watched, <laughs> so I had found the video on YouTube because I forgot it was on Netflix. <laughs> I was like, oh, this seems, this seems good enough. And they took out all those trans, most of those big transitions. Uh, Sabrina isn't happy with how Carly Beth is acting. Um, Carly Beth says she's just staying in character, which is like monstrous. 
the mask turns Carly Beth into a literal monster. Uh, Sabrina goes goes as far to say, you're like somebody I don't even know. And Carly Beth says it's the mask making her do terrible things. And I just think Carly Beth needs to start talking about her feelings and things that are bothering her. <laughs> that's always a really, that's an interesting angle in this episode too, is that, is that you, is that you actually legitimately, you, you, you don't really know. We're, we're, we're not, we're not made privy mm-hmm. to exactly where Carly Beth ends, where her insecurities end and the mm-hmm. mask begins. Like, right. I, th- I mean, I, obviously there are certain things that like, she's very clearly in mask mode in certain points, mm-hmm. but there are times where like maybe she's just tired of the world's crap and she's striking back. Yeah, exactly. So it's hard to say. It's really good. I love this premise because, you know, it's just like the the, the spectrum. So cut to Chuck and Steve entering the cemetery after trick-or-treating. Carly Beth is still being a neighborhood menace when she runs off to the cemetery to find and scare Chuck and Steve doing bully things amongst the headstones. (laughs) They're just scaring each other, counting their candy. She keeps. I don't know how she knew that they were in the cemetery. Maybe in the book it explains it. But um, they're future serial killers. Of course, they were in the cemetery. <laughs> future serial killers. There, um, there is something deeply wrong with those two. That's all. That's all there has to be. <laughs> Um, she she creeps them out with her mask and the sculpture of her head. Uh, she even tells them to apologize to her, the, the head, for all the cruel jokes that they played on her. The boys respond that they only picked on her because they liked her. Okay, that let's let's just talk about that first. Yes, um, let's. I, let's I promise to get off of tangents, but um, you're fine, Tim. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the risk of maybe getting a little bit controversial, um, I got some slight like date rapey kind of. Vibes off of off of off of that off of that thing the way that they the, the way that they torment her together mm. because they, like the the fact that like they both torment her because they both like her that oh. sounds like that sounds like they're gonna do some bad things in a frat house one day exactly okay you I see I see where you're going and with I that. am not yeah and and by the way everybody I am not laughing that is messed mm-hmm, up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that was the vibe I got and I did not like it. <laughs> Yeah, I I thought it was weird too that like they both one of them says like oh we we just liked you and I'm like we wait so not one wait it, it, it just feels like such a conscious choice to have it be two boys instead of one mm-hmm. they didn't like they could have been Chuck or Steve we didn't need Chuck and Steve and it's very weird yeah. that they pick on her together mm-hmm. because they both like her it's interesting it's very very odd I mean I'm all for polyamory and like poly relationships but you know this is um, toxic this, this is toxic, is toxic. Though, like, this is, this is, this, like I said a little bit date rapey. Yeah. Um, apparently in the book, I want to say it's just Steve that has a crush on her. But this episode, they say that it, they both like her. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Gaslighty. Big. Um, it's not that serious, bro. Vibes. You know. Yeah. At, at the, maybe I. Maybe I. Maybe I'm reading a little too deep into it. I don't know. But um. But yeah. At the very least, there's some gaslighting going on. Oh yeah. Gaslighting. There. I don't know. Maybe it's to. Maybe it's to alleviate some of the blame. From one or the other, maybe I don't know. I mean, but that's also kind of like uh, in the date rape culture, where it's like, oh, we're not going to take accountability for the one of us, you know, weirdos. Those two, yeah, yeah, strange, those two are weirdos. <laughs> um, and Carly Beth uh, says that that's no excuse to treat people how they treated her, you know, when they like them, which is true. You shouldn't be bullying people that you like. I mean, uh. Well, I mean, I, I think a little teasing is teasing okay. Teasing is okay. But, like, they psychologically torment her. Literally. They, they made her eat a worm. Yeah. Like, that. that's, like I said, that is, that is, that is, like, 
if if she if she ever like fell in with the two of those guys, like I guarantee, like they they get into their like late teens, early twenties, they would murder her. I, oh, I really think that they would murder her. <laughs> they just have those vibes, you know. Yeah, I, I know we're not supposed to, but I really don't like Chuck and Steve. <laughs> Yeah, so they did good making us not like them. <laughs> but maybe a little too far, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the boys apologize, and the creepy Carly Beth head talks, saying, "Help me." Oh boy. <laughs> it was yeah, really rough. the bad CGI is bad in the way that it makes it creepier, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. It's not just bad CGI where it's like, "Oh, that's corny." No, it's bad CGI. Like, "Oh God, I wish I didn't see that." A haunted masked Carly Beth gets a kick out of it, and she then buries the head like a dog after the boys run away. She runs off out of the cemetery and eventually runs into Sabrina again. And she suddenly, like, the mask's hold on her is broken. Uh, Sabrina asks where Carly Beth has been, She and she speaks to her in her normal voice again. She says she got lost. She lost Carly Beth head. She found Chuck and Steve and scared them only a little bit. And I don't know. It was just weird. It was like she was back to reality for a second. Mm-hmm. And they go inside. This is where they hold hands. They walk inside, and this is where they hold hands. <laughs> so, like, in my head, they're girlfriends. Fair enough. Yeah. So they go inside to hold hands. To hold hands. <laughs> they go inside to count <laughs> the candy. It's the same with the emphasis. They come inside to hold hands. <laughs> God, getting PG over here. They're holding hands. Oh, no. Shield your eyes, children. So they go in to count the candy, and Carly Beth finds that she can't remove the mask. So Sabrina tries to help her out, but it turns out the mask has fused with Carly Beth's skin. Like, there's no line. They say there's no line. There's no end. It just, you know, where the mask ends or begins, it's like... it looks like it's her skin. And then she runs into the bathroom and is, and she looks at herself and she's like, those aren't my eyes. This isn't me in here. Oh. Not, to, not to get too deep in the weeds with it, but that fan, fantastic metaphor for what's going yes. on in this episode. Oh, my God. I loved it. Like the, like the fact that like we're, we're, we have those suspicions earlier on that, mm-hmm. hang on, we don't know where, where Carl or Carly Beth begins and the, or, um, ends and the mask begins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then legitimately literally that happens yeah oh, there, I, love the, it. The, I think there's there's no line is the best possible thing they could have said mm-hmm. to really like drive that home oh yeah so that was expert expert writing good love writing it. so yeah i think that's really good also uh, of course i see like a bit of a queer na- narrative here but we'll get into that later mm-hmm. so carly beth runs out trying to find the answer for this she runs into some kids who are just you know casually ha- halloween halloweening who are just casually trick-or-treating Whatever, that's a verb yeah halloweening <laughs> and they ask carly beth what she's supposed to be for halloween and she's like i'm supposed to be me but i'm not and i'm like dang i really felt that <laughs> carly beth runs back to the novelty, sh- novelty shop and asks the sh- shopkeep for help but he says he cannot remove the mask because it is a real face he says they weren't ugly in the beginning. In fact, they were beautiful, but something went wrong. He calls them the unloved ones because no one will ever love them now, except for Carly Beth, who was the only one who ever wanted slash loved them. And the thing about the faces is that they were his faces. He had molded them to be his face, and they were regular faces because he hated his own face. Mm-hmm. He didn't love himself enough. And he was saying, like, oh, it was something internally. So then eventually it manifested into the masks which is more good metaphors obviously yeah yeah i love it i can totally relate to trying to be something that i'm not but carly beth is not having that she wants it off 
but the shopkeep says it's her face now, so have fun. <laughs> but he does say that there is one chance to get her old face back with a symbol of love. Um, after, you know, she was like crying, saying she really doesn't want this face to be her face. So again, going back to the masks, masks, we we it's implied that um, the shopkeep's current face is also a mask, which is spooky. It's already like turning. It has like some gunky stuff on his cheek. So Carly Best doing a lot of yelling, and all the yelling uh, awakens the sleeping masks, and they all <laughs> they all kind of float up from their posts after Carly Beth saying, "Join us, stay, come back, love, love us." I love it. And this is another is this, this is another part where the CGI is almost corny, but it kind of adds an uncanny valley to these floating mask heads. Oh yeah, just just in general, that kind of wailing ghost thing really, Ooh, yeah. really always freaks me out. But um, but yeah, that that uncanny valley element um, is exactly what creeped me out about those heads. Same here. As a kid, I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, a little comical, but also a little scary. So the masks chase her to the cemetery where she buried the Carly Beth head, and she digs up the head and yells, "This is Carly Beth!" Trying to shoo them away like she's holding a a, a torch at you know monsters or something. Her credit, it works. It does work. So they fly away, and she finds that she can remove the mask again. And then she, you know she looks down at the at the Carly Beth sculpture and realizes like, ah, this is the symbol of love that the shopkeep was talking about. Um, so after she has that realization, she runs home, places the Carly, the dirty Carly Beth sculpture. Because her mom's not going to notice. No. <laughs> she sets it down backwards facing the wall, not like how her mother had it. And, you know, she she runs into her brother and he scares her by saying, oh, no, why do you still have that mask on your face? And obviously Carly Beth is scared because she's like, didn't I take off the mask? You know, and she turns out she did. He was just. So Noah remains unchanged. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Noah had no character development whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a joke, but it freaks her out. And she runs to her mom, telling her that she loves her, and all is resolved until Noah tries on the mask. And that's 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 where the episode ends. It ends. Yeah, end. we get one more host segment, a really cheesy host segment with our so with Arl Stein. And like it's supposed to be like a bit. He's just like he's just like um he's just like you know, um I hope it wasn't I hope it wasn't too scary for you. <laughs> what did you think, Mom? Dad? And they're both sitting there, they have like these shocked looks on their faces <laughs> and they're on their heads standing up. Well I think they liked it. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Arl Stein is many things. Not a comedian. No. Not a very good um creepy show host either and so with that 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 ends the haunted mask yeah so tim how does this hold up for you well i was very impressed by this episode Mm -hmm. um i was very surprised um there's a camp factor obviously Mm -hmm. uh but that's not a that's not a that's not a that's not a bad thing for me i i love love camp i was talking earlier about how much i love chucky yes (laughs) um i i i i I, I love chucky i love the evil dead i i like i like i like like campy horror themed stuff which is why it kind of blows everybody away that i haven't seen rocky horror yet yeah i think you would love it i i think i would too i just haven't gotten around to it there's just so much uh, baggage around it you know like like so many people have watched it so many times that you know now there's a whole subculture in Mm -hmm. midnight screenings and it's intimidating it is. And Rocky Horror uh, fans will probably be mad at me for only having watched it once. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I would definitely love to see it one day. Maybe for a project for this paper. Who knows? <laughs> hint, hint. Um, but yeah, so this is the camp factor, uh, especially now that it's been about, you know, 30 or so years. 
hmm. close to 30 years since it's premiered. Uh, the special, there's a, there's a, there's a camp back to the special effects, but I'm not mad at that because I feel oh, like yeah. that is the vibe of Goosebumps. That's always been the point of the Goosebumps story. They're spooky, but, and a, a little bit outright scary, but they're always goofy enough so that kids are able to distance themselves a little bit from the fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really love the message behind this episode that it all comes down to having to learn to love who you are and yourself. The words that are specifically used kind of muddle that a little bit because they make it sound, and honestly, they might even be saying that it's external love that <laughs> that, that validates you, and that's, that's dangerous territory. That is very dangerous territory. Um, and it, it, it just, it, there's a little bit of dissonance, though, because, honestly, it's Carly Beth's acceptance of herself, Scaredy Cat or no, mm-hmm. that allows her to take off the monster face. And that, and that monster face, obviously, was a symbol of her trying to be someone that she's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that message mostly holds up, you know, like I said, a little, little bit bumpy in its execution, but not in a really super harmful way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... I um, the message mostly holds up, even if, you know, getting back to our conversation in uh, The Eye of the Beholder, it does, that whole self-love thing mm. does, predic- it, it's, a, it's, a, it's predicated a little bit on conventional beauty standards, which is always not great. I mean, what are you going to do? Which is this? never great. I should learn how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mostly, as, as a whole, I say yes, it holds up magnificently. Cool. Uh, for me, so... <laughs> Yeah, I've mentioned that I'm not a big fan of CGI. I really love practical effects. So I'm not impressed by the acting or the CGI, really. But, you know, it does the the CGI is like creepy and weird enough to kind of like unsettle me, which is good. It's not terrible, but it's 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 all right. Um, I do remember the episode looking better when I was when I watched it as a child. Um, back when I didn't know the difference between good-looking effects and bad-looking effects. As 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 always is the case. I mean, and, yeah. and also and also too, just like technology of the time. Oh yeah. I used to think that the mountain troll in uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone looked so cool. He looks terrible now. No, I don't want to go back and see that. I do not. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it in my memory where it will stay. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I think the mask and, it, and its effects would have been creepier if there had been like a deep male voiceover for Carly Beth's dialogue while she's in the mask. I think it would have been so much creepier. Um, I was one of those kids, and still am, that loves to be scared. Um, I don't care for things that in media that I can use to distance myself from the fear. I love being scared. I, I love the fear. I, it's it's a rush. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll get over the nightmares. <laughs> Fair enough. Look, I've had so many nightmares throughout my life. I, up until my adulthood, it's fine. I get You get used to them. Um, but I do think the moral of the story stands the test of time. It's kind of a queer story if you read into it, which I did. <laughs> the main character is picked on and kind of outcasted for being a scaredy cat, which I feel like isn't like enough to pick on somebody for. Like, yeah, you know, you, you kind of like mess with the kid who's like, really jumpy like people mess with she's me just, yeah, a lot she's just jumpy clear like, yeah I, I, honestly i i, I decided I, I connect with carly beth because i figured like she's she's obvious she's obviously a creative because oh, like yeah. that little that little rig she makes for her for for like for like her own for her own severed head mm-hmm. like she definitely is like thinking about stuff a lot that's probably yeah. why she's so easy to scare because she's so up in her own head and i can totally relate to that yeah oh my god same <laughs> always i'm always thinking about the next podcast so it's very easy to sneak up on me yeah I'm just dissociating all the time. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> half joking. So just outcasted for being a scaredy cat or for being different. 
And, you know, me, I was really different as a kid. People would always be like, you're so unique or you're so weird. And I'm like, well, I'm me. (laughs) Yeah, that's me, buddy. She learns to hate herself for who she is through bullying and all that negative stuff. It's it, it gets to the point where she changes who she is to enact revenge or get back at the bullies. And it just turns her into a monster. And, you know, it's she realizes eventually that loving herself is the better way um it's more ideal to be her be true to herself so yeah i love that that stands the test of time also my headcanon that carly beth and sabrina are childhood girlfriends (laughs) i have a feeling that steve and chuck are just jealous of their bond or something but i don't know i'm still working on it in my head with my with the writers in my head (laughs) yeah yeah here's 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 what it is um Steve and Chuck are attracted to each other. Oh. They're not de- they're not dealing with it and they see these two girls that will eventually come to fall in love with each other and they can't deal with it so they lash out. <laughs> You've done it. You've done it, Tim. <laughs> You've written the headcanon for me. <laughs> So anyways, the moral of the story holds up. Love yourself and your face won't turn into a grotesque monster face. Yeah. Like I said, it gets a, it gets a little bit weird in terms of, like I said, conventional beauty standards. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, it's, 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 it's like I, think you, I think you summed it up the most, uh, like, way more succinctly than I did. Um, but that basically is saying that if you want to avoid becoming a hideous, unlovable monster... Oh <laughs> You know, like, nothing wrong with an orc face. I mean, come on. Honestly, I kind of wish that's how the episode would have ended, is, like, Carly Beth keeping the orc face and just learning to accept it. She's just like, this is me now, Mom. It's not a phase. I'm I'm an orca. Yeah, I'm just... (laughs) That's my life. Let me be an orc. You know what? In fact, let me find a cryptid mask that fits me, and I'll become that. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like uh, this is a recommend for both of us, once again. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that'll about do it for our seventh episode of Rerun Shuffle. Um, as I always do at the end of the episode, I want to remind you to keep an eye on this podcast network. We've got a few things in the pipeline. Uh, just yesterday, or just this morning, I made the same mistake before. <laughs> just today, this morning, uh, we released an episode of Field of View, which is our sports podcast, Brian Calderon and Jesus Coronel. Uh, there's also uh, 6x6 Theater. That's a movie review podcast that I do with uh, our A&E editor, Will L.G. Stevens. Unfortunately, our uh, producer slash sometimes co-host, Gogo Ortega, had to leave us. Mm-hmm. Uh, But uh, hopefully we'll see her next semester. Hopefully. Um, But yeah, so last week we talked about uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, This week we did uh, 007, No Time to Die. Oh, and um, Field of View released Wednesday this week. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Everybody, it just peek under the curtain. It's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> it's Wednesday. And I'm, I, I'm sorry, everybody, but I don't have the energy to remember Same. to remember when everything comes out. <laughs> We're speaking to you from the past. That's that's how podcasts work. I, I, I hate to break it to you. We're not doing this live. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would hate to do it live. <laughs> So make sure to check out our website of viewpointsonline.org and you can find us on the social medias Riverside City College Viewpoints on Facebook as well as at RCC Viewpoints on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Where can the people find you, Leo? Well, the people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chupacabral. That is C-H-U-P-A-C-A-B-R-A-L underscore. Uh, And and if you're you're looking for more of my work, uh, you can... uh, you can find me, as I said, on 6x6 Theater. 
Uh, you can also hear me on a on a podcast that I co-host. I mentioned it earlier, uh, the Super Awesome Variety Show with my, mm-hmm. that I do with my friend Brandon Eska. Uh, a lot of pop culture critique, uh, a lot, also a lot of screwing around and being tired <laughs> because it's super late at night and I'm like basically a scarecrow being held up by caffeine oh and workaholism. <laughs> The caffeine is the pole. For, pretty pretty much, yeah. No, the, the 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 vertical pole is the caffeine. The horizontal pole is my workaholism. Yeah. <laughs> just t posing tiredly, and I'm just there, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Nick All Star Brawl doesn't have voices in it. Like I'm just like it doesn't. It doesn't have voices in it. No, nobody speaks. That's so weird. Yeah. So if you want to hear me get mad about that, check out uh, Super Awesome Variety Show. You can also hear uh, my friend Brandon and I argue about Chucky. Oh, great. Because <laughs> he does not get the character. Uh, and actually, a couple episodes ago, we got into it about Bon Jovi. He doesn't like Bon Jovi. And I'm like, what kind of a sick monster? <laughs> I'm going to reserve my thoughts on Bon Jovi. Oh, wow. I just think he's I'm, okay. I'm alone. Nobody no. else Nobody else understands. <laughs> nobody else understands how amazing Wanted Dead or Alive is. <laughs> Whatever. I'll, I'll bear this cross alone. Actually, I'll have to ask my girlfriend how she feels about Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the first time I mentioned my girlfriend in this podcast. Well, we'll probably get that. She, uh, she's actually sitting uh, right outside. Yeah. So I'll be yelled at probably the second we leave this oh booth. Oh, God. I know she she has to like that song. Like, I have a few. Like, you're going to be like, this guy likes Bon Jovi. And she's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Do you have ears? How can you? <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> that's business we can wrap this up. Let's get uh, out of here. I, Where can we find you, you personally, You can also Tim? find me on Twitter and Instagram at NaceyTim. That is spelled N-A-C-E-Y. Um, if you scroll down on Spotify, uh, you'll find a poll to uh, let us know whether you agreed or not. Um, with us on this episode, mm-hmm. and uh, we also have a specific little section where you can get in, where you can get in contact with us. Tell us what you think. Give us episode suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you want. You want to tell me I'm an idiot for liking Chucky and Bon Jovi because <laughs> that is my entire personality. Uh, go for it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Bon Jovi. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, so before this flies any further off the rails, um, <laughs> man, that was two Luby podcasts in a row today. <laughs> um, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on Rerun Shuffle. Uh, we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.